This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, special announcement. We have a live show coming up Sunday, August 1st in L.A., Oh my God, we're so excited. Yes. Praise, praise. Oh my gosh, in 3D on a stage. Oh, yes, we're going to have our resident hunk there who you guys know is just going to knock your socks off. Then we're going to have comedy from uh, Beth Stelling. Hello, mm-hmm. Beth Stelling. And then today's guest, Kimberly Clark, is going to be on the lineup. So it's going to be a really, really fun show. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I, it's going to be good. No, I am just, I'm so pumped. I can't. I'm so excited. Ah. We're just so excited for a live show. It's been literally years at this point since we've gotten to do a live one together. It's going to be our first one in L.A. in a very long time. The last show was in Mm -hmm. Boise. Shout out to Boise. Um, August 1st. uh, Doors are at 7. The show is at 7.30. Um, Permanent Records Roadhouse here in Los Angeles. It's over in Glassell Park. It's an awesome, super cool venue with a full bar and lots of vinyl to check out. And um, tickets are on sale right now at tinyurl.com slash L2LAU g1 so l2l aug1 and tickets are 12 bucks and come see us beth kimberly clark and ryan nemeth baby we'll see you there enjoy the episode i'm babs gray and i saw a spider go into my vibrator drawer so i'm never sleeping or coming ever again thank you i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) my dog hates that joke He's like, no, no, you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> Stop being a dick. And the cat are getting rowdy and chasing each other around. Oh, it's like pre, it's the pre-dinner time. This is, he's like 20 minutes away from dinner and he's furious. He's got the um, the Benny Hills or whatever where they just. Oh, that's what I'm yeah. going to start calling the zoomies. <laughs> just the little zoom. <laughs> just the old Benny Hills running around. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and tell me, child, at what age did your pinky toe become cursed? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and I'm pretty sure the yoga place I've been going to is a cult. Whatever. I don't care. My arms look great. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to the show, everyone. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we've got curses and cults and spider vibrators. The beginning spooky of this one for a July show. It's exactly, a Halloween it's, in July. Yeah, people do Christmas in July. We do Halloween in July, <laughs> motherfuckers. Well, um, the twelve foot skeleton did send, sell out online in two hours oh in July. My God. So. <sighs> It's I'm fine. So we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Baby. Let's bring on our guest. She's so funny. We've all known her for years doing stand-up together. You can see her on They Ready Season 2 on Netflix that just came out a few months ago. Kimberly Clark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. When Thank you. Of course. I was here, sure. I was here what? I feel years? like five years yeah. ago. Four or five years yeah. ago or something like Time that. Time is such a flat circle whenever we try to guess these <laughs> things. I just feel like in L.A. our existence is all just we're all on the same vinyl turntable. Right. Just yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I was at your house, Ted. Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. we always recorded before the pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I I don't all these like sh- I don't know these nicknames for the pandemic. I can't do it. The panini, the, the pandemic, the, like, the, the, pa- the pan. 
Yeah, I don't like panini upsets me because I like a panini and I did not like the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like a, a waste of the word panini. I'm going to give myself a pass because I'm kind of just obnoxious like that anyway. Like I say Starbies. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's good. I mean, I'm not really like calling you out for a test, but I think it's when I see on stage people are doing it a lot and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What? It's, yeah. it's like, what's going on here? Definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. thing. What are they going to do when it's over? Mm. Yeah. I think. Well, we'll all be gone. We'll so that won't matter. Have for. Oh, yeah. Then we'll have the, the, the pox. That's my. That's the apocalypse. The pox. Then. Ooh, a pox on, a pox on your a pox. I like it. <laughs> Big fan. The pandemic so, yeah. more. Yes. Oh, pandemic more. Oh, I like that. Or pandemic Lovato, depending on how old you are. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, Kimberly, um, congrats on the Ready Season 2. Yes. It was so fun. I mean, I'm sure you you. probably filmed it like a while ago and then it came out. It's one of those things that, you know, takes a minute to come out. But it was so amazing. So, congrats. Thank you. We actually filmed it in October. It came out in February. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, it was during the pandemonium. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And if you guys don't know, it's it's a Tiffany Haddish... Uh, series like on Netflix where she picks a few of her favorite comics and then they each do sets so you each get your own episode right I think Mm -hmm. the the series yeah we did yeah yeah so did you know Tiffany like you know or like how did what happened when she called you up and asked you to do it or is that what happened you know um Tiffany and I we're kind of like two ships passing in the night like we really didn't know know each other uh for as long as other people have known one another in LA, but we have a lot of mutual friends, obviously. So I really mm-hmm. didn't meet and talk to Tiffany that much until like 2019. Yeah. And I worked on something with her and she told me after I worked with her, she said, um, she's like, we about to make some money together. I said, for real? <laughs> yes. I was like, okay. That's <laughs> how I want... I would like a friendship to start that way. That's the way I would like. <laughs> right. Just cut to the she chase. Said, we yeah. got to make some money together. I said, oh, okay. And then uh, you know how it is out here. People just tell mm-hmm. you things and you just let it just go over your head because you're like, I probably yeah. will never see her in like, I'll see her 10 years later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had no idea that this was going to happen. And sure enough, she called me in the middle of the pandemic, like I'm doing another They Ready season two and I want you to be a part of it. And mind you, I just had gotten laid off a couple of months ago from my elevator job. So it was almost like the universe was like, okay, I'm taking this job away from you because I'm about to give you something that mm-hmm. you really want. And Damn, that you really wait, your do. elevator job, what do you yeah, mean? What was your elevator oh, job? Yeah, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was working for an elevator company uh, in in Burbank. It was interesting. Whoa! I need to hear. I, yeah, do you have yeah. Any, like, I would like to hear the ups and downs of this job. Hey, hey. you know I've heard that joke a bunch of times, Brandy. Oh, I know, I know. I just somebody Honestly, needed to say it, and I fell on the sword. So I am just floored by this news. <laughs> so apparently. Um, you know, there are people that install elevators and elevators mm-hmm. have to be serviced. They have to be um, permitted and all that kind of stuff. So I was my job was to make sure people's permits were up to date. I was like a state. Right. It was called a state coder or whatever. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I worked with a lot of rednecks and I was ex- I got a really up close glimpse at a <laughs> redneck life through this wow. job and it was amazing like, just, what are your takeaways a, oh my god there was a first of all they were stunned with me because they couldn't believe i never fired a gun before they were like oh we got to take you to the gun range like they were like you poor poor deprived child like, it was <laughs> crazy did you go? No, I never did. I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to, though, because I was like, I feel like that's a skill perhaps mm-hmm. I may need. That, the, yeah, I think we're pot, all feeling like that when lately. The pot comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it's time to eat the pocky. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. 
<laughs> but there was a guy that loved his guns so much, you guys. He had pictures of all his guns. And and when I say pictures, I mean pictures because he had so many. So there were like different groupings of guns. And he was like showing me the pictures <laughs> like they were his kids. Oh, my God. oh yeah. Like, this is nuts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. one guy, he, I was like, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, I'll be cleaning my guns. I was like, okay. <laughs> Red that's a life, hobby y'all. you can have. I yeah, mean, that's a I hobby. am from a family of people that loves guns, and I, I can't impress on the rest of us, like, how much gun people love guns. Like, I, yeah. I, I none of us, I don't think any of us love anything as much as gun people love guns. Really? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, these are people, I mean, these are people who know they'd be hard-pressed to name any other piece of legislation, any other politician, any other <laughs> law. They can tell you code sections, how they vary mm-hmm. from city to city. Yep. It's, yeah. it's astonishing. Tess, My red- I saw it up, up close and personal, <laughs> and I mean, I got an education. I didn't even know. <laughs> they live in these other parts of... Uh, LA too, like Acton and like I didn't know about those towns that are outside of here. It's yeah. different. It's a different <laughs> world. They were nice to me, but mm-hmm. you know, I know their politics weren't very nice. They would <laughs> they would say some interesting things and I would just, you know, I would just put my earphones in and just look straight ahead at my computer and work. <laughs> I didn't even want I didn't even want to hear anything. And they would be yeah. like, oh, oh, Kimberly's here. And I'd be like, I didn't hear a damn thing you said. And I just keep it moving. You're like, this is not worth my energy. You can keep no. doing that. I'd like I'm to just, enjoy this job as much as I can, please. Just trying to stay <laughs> yeah. paid and stay mm-hmm. with my health insurance. I, I really didn't, you know, entertain a lot of that mess. Got a lot of country music education, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting. <laughs> It really yeah. I, like, I like country music only because I did country heat with mm-hmm. <laughs> you did with Beach what? Body. Beach I, Body was, Country it was Heat. Like a, it was a workout thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the video. If anyone else here is a Beach Body person, you might recognize our very own Barbara Dorothy Gray. I am in a <laughs> infomercial in baby. A Beach Star. Body infomercial dan- doing country line dancing. To country music, and it did make me appreciate it because they played like fun remixes. And since it's the same song over and over, you're like, oh, repetition. So mm-hmm. I did get to like it. But I was at the I was at the beach with my boyfriend like a few weeks ago, and we were, in, you know, it's a you know that level of someone playing music publicly that it has to be very like you should have it loud enough for just your yes circle yeah. to hear. Yes, the guy next to us was like really playing the country music loud. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, uh, we're going to move. And I was like, I kind of like it because I recognized all the songs from my... <laughs> I wish you'd gotten up and started doing the dances like next to I him. Know. To be like, I'm oh, working yeah. out. We I'm working out. out there. I don't know, whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it out at a dance party. It'll be really embarrassing. Great Wait, some of those country music songs are very gangster and like very violent. I was like, yes. woo. These lyrics, like when you start listening closely, I was like, hold up. Yeah. That one <laughs> Carrie Underwood song about fucking up a guy's car with a Louisville slugger. Mm-hmm. That's a great that's oh. a great revenge song. Yeah, it's it's on the same level I think of like you ought to know, frankly. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got I have So you got I'm out of the elevator the business <laughs> and you did Mm-hmm. They ready? That's awesome, man. Yeah, I awesome. feel like yeah. I I've only seen Tiffany perform like live, you know, a few times, but she does seem like just a genuinely good person who stays to her word. So I'm glad to hear that. For she, sure, yeah. I'm a that. I'm a witness and a, a receiver of that, you know. Because mm-hmm. again, you know, I really we, we were two ships passing the night. I might have said hi to her a handful of times, and it's funny we have so much in common. Like we both work at uh lax airport at one point around the same oh, really? time yeah Aww. um we both have like laugh factory roots because i used to actually work there but that was her home club you know she started with the comedy camp with jamie masada and all that stuff so it's like we have so many so many people and things in common but we just never really had the opportunity to really work together or do anything until a couple years ago which is amazing wow. you know that's so wild. I know it is weird. It's like it just depends on who 
Because, you know, yeah, there's so many comics who I've known, like, you see forever, but you just don't, you're not around them enough to, like, right. you know, build that friendship or whatever. It just depends on... Well, and it's fine because you also, you stick it out long enough, you never really know, like, where this is going to go. And you're like, oh, I meet somebody now and then a few years from now. Or, like, you, you never know who you're going to become friends with at some point because you did a show together or whatever. Right, it's just, like, exactly. It's a testament to, like, sticking it out in comedy and being like, well, you never know what's going to happen. Any, every day something crazy could, could happen to be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do have to say, and I'm so excited for shows to come back and all that. But also, like... Even when we were all seeing each other a lot, I always had a problem. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think I have facial blindness, but something adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. So I am worried about that getting kicked up a notch as we, like, reemerge back. Seeing people again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just not remembering people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or calling them the wrong name. Or if they get, so I get thrown by, like, bangs. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I, I really think we should be instituting like a, a name tag for the next six months at shows. Don't take tag. it personally. Just see, just to, be, like, to remind everybody. Everybody looks a little bit different. Hair happened, you know, things, all, <laughs> all sorts Hilarious. of other stuff. <laughs> I saw some horrible thing that was like, you know, this is one of those stupid Twitter viral moments, but it was like people are freaking out about trying to lose weight before going back to the office and I was like oh, oh yeah. god fuck, fuck everything fuck all of it no yeah. nobody cares no nobody gives a shit <laughs> I think we should be concentrating on making sweatpants acceptable at the office that's the move you make that's not the, the losing issue. pounds yes you could there, there is the, the sweat pants to like slacks it's not that hard we can do it we have the technology are, we're doing for this I mean, to happen no. yeah absolutely yeah, tv I, tells me we're doing it am i not yeah. the am i the only one who's been getting advertised business yoga pants for a decade <laughs> i have seen those i have seen those yeah but the no, problem is there. they don't even look like pants i would actually wear so you no. know it's like i'm not wearing slacks ever so i'm not gonna yeah. wear yoga pants that look like slacks because that's especially suspicious <laughs> that's two things i don't like cut uh yoga pants at one point did you wear them in a business setting hell no never you know what though it's funny that people are like oh I gotta lose weight it's like does your personality even fit your wardrobe anymore you know what I mean it's like how Mm -hmm. can you you know yeah maybe you can fit your clothes now or you lost enough weight to fit your clothes but are those clothes even you I feel like we're all different right now I know I am Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah that's one that's one part that's, you know, different about going out too is like we're seeing all the same people but everyone feels a little different. We're all a little like mm-hmm. traumatized or we're all just like yeah. dealing with it in our own way. So it's that's also you're just like <laughs> who am I? What does life mean now? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And should sure. I just break down and get some tie dye shit? So many yes. questions. <laughs> Absolutely yes. I always say yes to tie dye. It's been funny if I like going to a thing and then being like, oh, I'm excited to see somebody. And then after 15 minutes, I'm like, well, it could be another year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Don't say, though, I just did a times. show recently and um, I've never really been a hugger, but there were a couple of comics that I hugged and was happy mm-hmm. about the hug. I've had hugs where I was not happy that I was hugged. Mm-hmm. But um, I yeah. feel it's not really bad my thing. Yeah, that's like my go-to. I wish, I wish it just, and it's like, I don't want to like make anyone do that, but I don't know what else to do because it's weird to be like, okay, bye. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a default hugger too. And I do recognize that it makes some people uncomfortable and I don't know what to do about it. Because then I feel like when I try, what do you do? Are you a high five? I think we should just salute each other. Actually, that actually seems like not a bad, a good day to you. A good day to you. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's what you want to do. Is put that vibe. Yeah, off. yeah. That I think you good. have a you have a don't hug me vibe. I would, I, and I mean that as a compliment. As somebody that would also <laughs> yeah. like to put that out, I yeah, <laughs> like I would not hug you, but I would be excited to see you. <laughs> right, and most people are like, "Hey, Kimberly," you know, and I'm like, "Hey, what's mm-hmm. up?" You know, and it's mm-hmm. like that. But I got some hugs the other day, and I actually appreciated them. I was just like, "Wow," you know. I didn't know that mm-hmm. I needed this. Erin Jackson has a whole bit. Uh, she was one of the people on They Ready. <laughs> Um, she has a whole bit about hugs, but she's not a hugger at all. But I don't know. I think the pandemic has turned me into a a little bit of a hugger. And I get it. Weird. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, is this me? Yeah. A good buddy hug after you haven't seen someone in like over a year. It has been nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. So. Yeah, I definitely saw a friend, like unexpectedly saw a friend over the weekend, and it was like that was a good, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good hug. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running um, into I do people again is wild. Talk about this. Um, so Babs informed me recently <clears throat> of a medical phenomenon oh. that I was not aware of. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah, scrometing. Has anyone heard of this? Who here knows about scrometing? Okay, you're gonna find I out. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Oh boy. So mm-hmm. apparently, there's a strain of weed. There are, are people are getting so because weed's so uh, you know potent, strong now, potent now <clears throat> that there are some people smoking it and getting so fucked up that they are going to the hospital and consistently vomiting and screaming at the same time. So it's called scrometing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> I know. Oh, I don't see you're God. doing both separately. I think they're going. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I just <laughs> the fact that this is like a more than one case thing. Like scrometing is on the medical community's radar. I got I'm Babs I trust you I am going to Google this to make sure it is real and that we're not getting anted be my guess but I do think it's real um and I guess you know okay so this is this is boyfriend news I will say this is a a boy a boyfriend news alert that he told me so I'm getting it from him okay okay so you tell me if he was lying right now who's an emergency room doctor I I just (laughs) said it's scrometing real but he did say that the guy, like, apparently the guy, one of the men who they talked to in the article didn't trust that this was the cause until he stopped smoking. He was like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, so he Got had, it. like, chronic scrometing? Yeah, he went to the hospital for scrometing a few times. and then... Chronic scromet? <laughs> chronic. That's a, that's a real, like, anchorman, like, wolf will warm up. Chronic scromet. Chronic scromet. Chronic scromet. Woo! <laughs> so, you know... Uh, it is, weed, it is weed on health.com, so yeah, I'll give you weed that. Weed doesn't kill, but it does make you scream and vomit at the same time. What about what about a movie called Wallace and Scromit? Ooh. <laughs> I'm down for it. <laughs> I'd when love to see claymation vomiting. When you said scrometing, I don't know why I was thinking of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm. <laughs> it's related. Even if it's not, it is related. Mm. <laughs> As right. someone who is... It it originated in Scranton. I I bet there are some scrometers in Scranton. Yeah, my marching band lost state in Scranton. So there are a bunch of scrommets. (laughs) Okay, we gotta gotta take a quick scrommet break. We'll be back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. And oh. I'm Tess. And we're here with Kimberly Clark. Hey. We don't have to clap this time. <laughs> I, I saw you Tess were ready though. Hands up I, was I was ready. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's that just give ourselves a round of applause. You know applause? What? Wow. Applause. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna play a game. You know, inside the actor's studio, Kimberly, that classic. But yeah, every kid James watched Lipton. after school just Tess Parker, um, the James Lipton of it all. I only know him from Conan mostly. I think is like where I knew oh, yeah, him first. I forgot he was like a yeah. Conan dude. Mm-hmm. Real quick, sorry to interrupt, my sister. Scrometing is not a medical term, but yes, it's real. It's oh. technically called cannabis hypermesis syndrome. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well, straight from straight from an ER, an mm-hmm. ER doctor. Everybody. We're learning. We're learning in these streets. Don't say lady to lady never taught you nothing. Exactly. (laughs) And we're sorry about most of the things we taught you. We're probably sorry about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to ask you some questions, Kimberly. These are, we didn't prep you at all. So there are no wrong answers. There are no wrong answers here.
What is your favorite word? Scrambling. No, it's not. <laughs> it's getting up the list pretty quick, though. It's, it's um, a quick, it, it'll make you like happy for a few days. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that's a good one. Gosh, I have a lot of favorite words. I'm trying to think what. You can say more than one. Helium. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Really good. Ooh. Helium. I like that word. Is yeah. that what they use in um, balloon- balloons? <laughs> in balloons. <laughs> but in, what are they called? In the big ones? Hot air balloons? Jesus Christ. Hot air balloons. No, those are just hot air. (laughs) No, it can be used in small balloons and big balloons and really big balloons and then you know tiny balloons. Any size balloon. Okay, okay. Here's a real question. Is it helium flammable and that's why the blimp blew up? Uh, That sounds right. Why did the him? It might be. I didn't know the blimp blew up. Even I think it is flammable. Oh, the Hindenburg. Okay. Okay. Wait. I have a more important question. Okay. Okay. Would you guys do up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the movie Wait, up. What do you mean by do up? <laughs> would you attach a bu- something to a bunch of balloons? Would it's you fly yeah. by balloon? Would you fly via balloons somewhere? Yeah. I think about this all the time. <laughs> Would I bury a partner? Absolutely. Um. Yes. After your partner has a miscarriage at the beginning of the Disney movie. Yeah. Would you? It's so charming. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Um, I would yeah. not do that in a million years. That sounds Why? terrifying. Because oh. I don't like heights. And oh. you're extremely not in control of what happens. It is. I will say the one time I was in a hot air balloon, it was way scarier than I thought it was going to be. Like it really hits you. Like I'm in a oh Easter basket in the sky. What were you flying over? Uh, we were out. In, do you know where Paris is? Not France, California. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them cities those people was telling me about. A hundred. That is absolutely one of those elevator people cities. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's where I went on a hot air balloon. But I was I went with a bunch of skydivers, so I was one of the only people besides the pilot that didn't jump out, mm-hmm. which I think made it even scarier. But like, there's no steering wheel. It's literally just a wicker basket. So a how flame. do they just figure out where it goes? The wind. They kind of just like the wind tells you where you're going to go. It's very loosey goosey. They're just like, like literally they're like, I guess we're just going to land in this field because that's where we blew. Seriously. So how do you like get picked up or like what? I guess they just call someone to come get yeah, you. They just drop you off in a field and then someone comes gets you. Wow. Yeah. That's Terrifying. a hell of a that's a hell of a way to go. Wait, did the the the, the Wizard of Oz does he get in another hotter balloon at the end, right? To take off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I feel like he should have he should have learned his lesson at that point. You shouldn't be <laughs> flying back out. Fly out in something else. That's how you got there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Get something with a rudder, my man. I don't know if they had flight at that time or not, but I don't know. Before the Wright brothers. I have notes. <laughs> I have notes for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. if we could um a few plot holes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, the Hindenburg exploded because um, there was an electrostatic just uh, charge that ignited leaking hydrogen. Hydrogen. That's right. Hydrogen. Not, not helium. Right. Mm. Not helium. So hy- close. Our other blimp info is that loop. <laughs> Here's your other blimp information for today is that Lou Pearlman, who started Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, got started in blimps. I've said it before. Wow. I'll say it again. Wow. Mm. That's how <laughs> he got started. Um, wow! You know what i I was about to ask some follow up questions, but I think that's just better as it. Nah, just yeah. it's good on its own. <laughs> <laughs> it's good on its own. Um, okay, Isn't Kimberly, it? what is your least favorite word? I feel like these are hard off the dome because, yeah. like, I they would... are kind of hard off the dome. <laughs> um, I don't like the word pussy. Mm. Hey, really? What do you call it, Jackson? Stop. <laughs> we'll save that for the Patreon. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Patreon information. Yes, you gotta pay for that. I'll tell you what my mom. I'll tell you what my mom calls it, and it made me scream. She said. <laughs> She called it a fuzzy cup. And I was like, what did you just say? 
I cried. And she said it like matter of fact. Like, like this is just it. Mm. This is. She was just talking one day and she said fuzzy cuff. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, what are you talking about? And I that is hilarious. Well, I it's my mom. My mom used to call it a scruffy chalice, so very similar. Really? Uh, <laughs> I don't like the word pussy, though. I just, mm. I don't know. Pussy's a very intense word. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Yeah. It's... I guess I've just been on, like, a mission to... Nor- I like saying pussy because I feel like doing comedy, I've heard the word dick so much that I'm on this, like, mission to normalize pussy. Mm-hmm. counterbalance yeah no it makes sense it makes sense yeah but i get it it's like a it's just it's a lot and yeah. physically pussy cat doesn't bother me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. what about pussy, pussy willow no. huh <laughs> pussy willow that doesn't bother me either that's a plant i don't mm-hmm. why i why do we say pussy cat i would like to know because it's like it feels like it's superfluous it's yeah 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 yeah, we don't need to say the full pussy cat. Cat Maybe pussy. okay, I have a theory. <clears throat> maybe at you maybe at first pussy just meant cat. And then it got turned into mm. the modern day meaning. So then the original the OG pussy users had to differentiate by starting to call it pussy cat. That might be <laughs> that could thing. be good. <laughs> maybe well, I just looked up pussy cat in the dictionary. The first definition, a cat. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Second, a gentle, mild-mannered, or easygoing person. So maybe a pussycat is like a more, yeah, more domestic, hmm. like a nicer cat. No, but, well, yeah. They, they all, people also use pussy to call people a pussy, so. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Tom Jones yeah. had the song, What's Up, Pussycat, yes. right? Yes. What's new, What's yeah. New? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's oh, a fun man. song. I love Tom Jones. Me too. Oof, man. I saw him he, live in Vegas. He was amazing. Oh, I He's bet. still he? kicking. Yeah. He was like, it was an insane show because he had like three or four different just like uh, Italian operatic tenors just hanging out in the audience that he was just like singing to randomly between songs. And like he had like um, he had the quartet on one side and he had like an all like a big choir of like all women on the other side. And he would just like conduct everybody. And like his voice was amazing the entire time. And Ugh. he was like, um tan but like not too tan and he like <laughs> he had like um like a white like a a white sparkled button down shirt with like a black sparkled like tuxedo jacket and tuxedo pants over it and he was like singing some song to some woman in the front row and he did this move where he just like shrugged the jacket off of his shoulders and it turned inside out and wow. then he rolled it up behind him and he just Damn. snapped it off snapped it off the stage without breaking eye contact with this like old woman in the front row and i was like she's gonna die She's yeah. going to die because this is the best moment of her life. And she's just this is the perfect way to go out. And I was like, I'm like not attracted to Tom Jones, but this is like the most charming sexual thing I've ever seen happen. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is it. you felt similar to when we mm-hmm. saw Mark McGrath perform live. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mark it was a moment. <laughs> we Kimberly, saw Sugar Ray. That's what we thought too. That's what we thought too. We were like Mark McGrath, and then he was so charismatic and funny. And me and Barbara kept being like, "Do we like Mark McGrath?" We were confused. Now? Oh <laughs> my god! You guys we had got to just give in. Mark <laughs> he kept that's being like, hysterical. "This next song was a hit in 1994. Who talks about their hits from 1994? Oh my that's god! Hilarious. I'm 50 and I have highlights." He was so <laughs> self-deprecating and funny. He like knew exactly why he was a joke, and he like embraced it and was very silly and like is still in great shape and just like very like jazzed to be performing these ridiculous songs still and it was just like oh you're like an entertainer weird i love that song <laughs> i just want to fly mm-hmm. that's a good song that's a good it's song. a great song yeah usher is gonna be in vegas too i kind of felt that way about <gasps> usher oh oh yeah because i yeah. always thought usher i'm like okay usher you know he came out when he was like 14 15 mm-hmm. whatever whatever and then i saw him open for janet jackson's velvet rope and i was like <laughs> oh my god usher <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has so many good songs for me, and yeah. he's yeah. such a good dancer. That always does it for me. Oh my and god! You saw Janet move, Jackson. He did this move where he um had a water bottle 
and he poured the water on his crotch and he just started like gyrating the water and it was splashing like like, it was almost like a water fountain like you know, yeah. like the Bellagio or something. The, way he did it. It just, the formation of the water was so perfect. How he thrust it off of his pelvis. It was dope. I was like, oh, oh my, my God, Usher is so dope. That's like when you're like, oh, you're like a real entertainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend K- Katie was obsessed with him when we were ninth grade. And I, um, for her, for Christmas that year, I made her an Usher lamp where I bought a lamp <laughs> from like a Goodwill and I printed out every picture of Usher that was online. And this is oh like ni- oh, 1999 or something. So they're all like weird pixelated pictures of Usher. And I just pasted them all over this lamp and she still has it in her childhood bedroom <laughs> all the pictures are like yellow and falling off <laughs> that's a collector's item though i didn't realize he was so young i didn't realize he was like 14 when he got started though oh yeah his... yeah oh wow yeah i think he was with um i think puffy was the first person well diddy father love mm-hmm. or whatever he calls okay. himself now yeah yeah um yeah. yeah he was the one that put him out initially mm-hmm. yeah i think that's why he was such like a big um he like got took a lot of interest in Justin Bieber because he was like I kind of understand yes. kind of what you're going through mm-hmm. being like a young kid coming up in this yeah yeah wow. he's good I saw Janet though I heard you ask me that oh yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah how was she was, was that in Vegas or wait where's where's Velvet Room or that was a tour Velvet Rope that was what night that was 2000 that was like 99 98 mm-hmm. around there Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. She was she good. Was. She was beyond. Yeah. I haven't seen her since, but like mm-hmm. definitely the more impressive Jackson. You think so? <laughs> I think so. And I mean I am handicapping Michael due to his Michaelness. <laughs> but <laughs> But I think Janet has like she I guess she just deserves more credit for like what an amazing dancer she is and how many bops she has. Yeah, I don't think she gets as near enough enough credit for sure well she's mm-hmm. an actress too you gotta put that put that on mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah absolutely okay Kimberly <laughs> what turns you on <laughs> and it can be Usher if you want <laughs> <laughs> does not have to be sexual oh it doesn't have to be sexual okay yeah, yeah. Um, paid bills no, mm-hmm. big turn. You're on. saying for yourself or for some for a guy? Every for everybody that I'm involved <laughs> with. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, like you know, it just just takes the tension out of the air. You know, like when everybody is financially secure, or you know, you don't have to be Daddy Warbucks, but like you know, everything is taken care of. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Security. Yeah. You're right, because you feel crappy if you have you're hanging out with somebody who's like, Oh God, you know, I can't pay such and such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I feel was... like crap and I don't want to say anything, but then you see your friends like, I don't know, sipping Perrier and eating fish. <laughs> 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 I got, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be the killjoy. Like, of course. Like, I mean, I I'm feel like this is fish. everyone in LA can relate to this experience of like being at dinner or drinks or something, and like being in line to pay your tab and checking your bank balance to make sure that your debit card can handle the transaction you're about to make. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the day you get to you have to stop you get to stop doing that is like a pretty delightful moment of like, okay, I think I can just like pay for something. Exactly. <laughs> just feel yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice when everybody when everybody's winning. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I was I got dinner with um Alan Strickland Williams name name wow. drop the other three day. names wow. you dropped three names <laughs> <laughs> but like i just hadn't seen him forever and we were talking about like you know his work and he's like i'm just so glad i have like a stable job and he was like i don't know why i didn't do this like three years into comedy and i mean that's you know obviously it's like a give and take because you're throwing your whole life into it at that point and like 
whatever. But he was like, it's just so nice to like, yeah, be able to pay my bills and not have to be stressed about money. It makes me be able to do stuff a lot easier and not be like so freaked out about it. So I think there's a lot to say for being able to be creative, too, when you like don't have to worry about that side of stuff. Yeah, like monetary stress is like a real creative killer, I think, because mm. you don't realize how much of your head is just like running this like panic in the background. And once you can remove that and just be able to just sit and not be like, okay, I need to make like $15 tomorrow to make sure that, that check that I sent out last week goes through. <laughs> like right. that's a lot of energy. It's so much a energy lot. that goes into that. And I don't yeah. even know when, uh, like, because I still do that, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, if I ever really stop thinking that way, then I'll know <laughs> something's yeah. happened. Because <laughs> even totally. if you are making the money, you're still like, okay, is this, when's yeah. this thing going to go there? Well, there's like a special kind of panic math that I think you get really good at where it's like that. And then also like alarm clocks in the morning or like the, the two things where you're just like, okay, if I hit a snooze button, that makes, that's eight minutes. And eight minutes puts me at 7.51 a.m. And, yes. and if I hit it one more time, that puts me at 7.59. I need to be out the door at eight. Six, so that I will have seven <laughs> minutes to make it out, and can in seven minutes I can take a three-minute shower, take my dog outside for two minutes, and then be in my car. By eight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just running that with one eye open, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wish I could be that. <laughs> I have to say that it's so nice being married and having someone just to tell me to get the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. wow, that I did. Yeah, that does not happen for me. I... I'm on my own. Oh, really? No, I have like, because you guys, when I was single, I'm talking like every morning. Well, first of all, I gave up on having a traditional alarm clock. And instead I had a, it simulated the sunrise in my room. Oh, yeah. And so sleep, and it was (laughs) lovely. I loved it. I would just sleep, I would sleep past three hours past my alarm. I just had like a period of not as much sleep, sleep. (laughs) <laughs> and it was great. But then if I did use a regular alarm, I would probably average like five or six snoozes. Yeah. No. With Sean, I got maybe one snooze before I get maybe. <laughs> really? I got to get up at the first alarm. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody, other like a parent or a partner, like pull the covers off yes. of you while you were sleeping? My dad used to do that. Oh, it's a level of rage that, like, I cannot believe I did not murder my father as a child. He did it to me once, and I was like, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. No. Like, I could have been naked, and then he ran away, and I was like, never, he'll never do it again. He'll never do it again now. (laughs) Yeah. My dad would pull, he did that to me multiple times, and then he would blast the radio, like, super loud, but I'm so stubborn that I would still lay there with my eyes closed. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's like an evil. Who does that? Well, That's but like, like Freddy Krueger, get the fuck up. You gotta get the fuck up. Oh, you made it. Whatever. <laughs> We're all here. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay, Kimberly. Last question before we go to break. Let's okay. See. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. Would I like to attempt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I would like to have like a, um, what do they call them? A bed and breakfast. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. Because I have like a whole, I'm like, I'm kind of crafty and I like to cook and bake and do all that kind of stuff. I don't really show that side of me. So what mm-hmm. would be your like? Your little men. Would you change the menu every day, or would you have like a go-to? You would make like pastries for everybody. I would have a go-to. I would have a go-to. What would I that, think be? that would you be? Know? Specialty, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do I know what it would be? Yeah. Do you know, know what it would be? Yeah. I really don't know what it would be. I'm good at. Um, I make these pretty good sugar cookies for Christmas. You know, like the cookie Ooh. press. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm. those are good that I make. I don't know. I like to cook. I just don't have time to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the feel thing. That. You know, I love mm-hmm. to do it, but I just don't have time. Yeah, yeah. My um, my roommate Anna has a a friend that lives um in an old folks community out in Temecula, and it's like fifty five and up, and they all have um. Uh, they all have to sit on committees, and one of the committees is um, a chocolate chip cookie committee. Ooh, and every Wednesday, they have to make a plate of chocolate chip cookies for every. It's a it's like a mobile home park, so they have to make a plate of chocolate chip cookies for every mobile home in the park, and like that's their job. And that's it's amazing. like that's so delightful. <laughs> I know. I like she told me I almost cried. I was like, I want to do it someday. That's <laughs> the way you ride out life. Low stress. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like a. a 
like something like that would just be low stress. You know, I would do little mm-hmm. comedy shows outside in the summers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like just something, you know, I just feel like I want to ride it out with as, you know, minimal stress. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm- do that now, but, you know, not very successful (laughs) i know i think we're all trying to set ourselves up for like how do i uh finish this shit out Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i like to be able to take more naps yes Mm -hmm. yes 100 i feel like i'm like a lazy person stuck in a type a person body like low-key i just like really like naps (laughs) your your audio cut out but i know you said low-key i want to take naps (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, she doesn't know what we're saying now. Okay, we're going to take a break. I'm back. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Kimberly Clark. Hey there. And we're going to do some lady problems. If you want to send us a voicemail, you can call 323-6-30. Or you can write to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Hey, ladies, new listener due to MFM transfer, so I just want to say thank you, catching up on all the back ones. Um, So I have a slight lady problem, which is burnout. How do you ladies avoid that? You're your own entrepreneurs. I own my own diner slash bar in a tiny, tiny town of Fossil, Oregon, and my wife and I have owned it for the last uh, year and a half, and I just... Do you ladies have any uh, advice as far as, like, when you start feeling burnt out, like, how you kind of pick yourself back up, feel less stressed, um, because I'm sort of married to the building along with my wife, um, and with running this whole thing, like, I love it, don't get me wrong, it's such a blast, but at the same time, like, wow, there are days where they're, you know, 17, 18 <laughs> hour days, so mm-hmm. just how do you pick yourself back up? That's all I'm curious about and would love some advice. Um, my wife and I have been working on communication because that's been somewhat of a struggle when you're married and owning a business together. So sort of figuring out that part, but I'm still just trying to figure out how to, how to pick myself back up sometimes. So if you ladies would have some advice, I would really love to hear. Thank you so much again for the podcast and best wishes to you all. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's so hard. Cause you're like, we're like, even a, you know, a bed and breakfast, like we were talking about, it's like. All this, all these like dreams come with so much work mm-hmm. and that burnout that you like forget is such a real part of it. Yeah. And you want to get to the place where you feel like you can just like chill out. But like the startup is so like there's it's so hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to be pretty big to ever chill out. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> where the uh, chill out comes. <laughs> um, that's a great question. It kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful question. Um. <laughs> is a difficult question i think for probably all of us to answer because we are I was in the talking about it, but i i am a very um pro nap always have been you know like mm-hmm. when i was first starting to do stand-up i was waitressing at a bar where i would get off work at 2 a.m i was substitute teaching where i would start work at 7 a.m and then the nights i wasn't waitressing i was doing stand-up so i was pretty much never sleeping um and i would take naps in my car all the time and it worked it got me through. Uh, so mm-hmm. naps, if a car nap, if you need it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a real big proponent of like a 10, 15 minute. Even if you can't sleep, just like close your eyes for 15 minutes. Right. Just removing yourself from like the workplace occasionally and just getting your you like you said, you're you know, you're kind of married to the building. So I think whenever you can, taking little breaks from being inside of there helps for sure. Yeah, even going for like a walk or something in the area, just I think like a walk will reset me often, I think. 
Um, it's one of the reasons I love having a dog so much because it's just nice to be like kind of forced out of the house and away from screens to do other things. That's always helpful. I mean, it's so hard when you're super stressed. Like to, I, I was like really in the dumps today, like really trying to make myself do anything. And I knew, I knew a walk would make me feel better. I was like, mm-hmm. go on a walk. You you can, you can do it. I didn't do it. I just fucking stayed inside. I stressed out. I didn't like, it's like sucks because when you're at that like peak it's so hard to force yourself to do shit you know nature is really good at recalibrating you like that like even if you don't walk at least go outside and look at some water if you're near a body Mm -hmm. of water you know even a puddle (laughs) can can help you know anything like because i think it grounds you and it really helps you to um um figure out you know what's really important and it really puts things in perspective at least for me because it's like wow you know I have all this going on but look at these mountains that were here years and years before I was <laughs> even mm-hmm. anything you know and it just kind of helps you put things put things in perspective also having other interests too because sometimes if you're just so into what you're into that is just a whole other level of stress that you're putting on yourself. Like mm-hmm. I started roller skating and mm. yep. <laughs> I started playing the clarinet again. I used to play the clarinet yeah. <laughs> in the fourth grade. You know, it's just so good just to, you know, even though I love stand up and I love writing and the business, it's so good to just do something else. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how much of a better person you are when you come back to your profession. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. By the way, yeah, let's go skating, Kimberly. I Come started skating on. in the pandemic too. Oh my awesome god! Like, rollerblade. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like you're right because that's a great thing you can do when you only have like half hour and it's like free. Just go to the park, skate mm-hmm. around. I always feel so much more energized and like because yeah. it's so like childlike and like silly and fun. Mm-hmm. And you're like outside and you're moving around. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You're not on a screen. You're you're totally like in your own mm-hmm. other world. Yeah. yeah, I think I think obviously, yeah, being able to do something you love is incredible, but you do have to have stuff outside of that because it can't be your entire life. And mm-hmm. we get so wrapped up in it and so easy to make it your whole life. And especially when your finances and your marriage are tied to it, how are you mm-hmm. not going to do that? You know, but I do think, yeah, finding any way to like escape, you know, whether it's like. Mm-hmm. just anything you like diving into you know reading or yeah roller skating or just something where you can like just take your brain away from there for a little while for sure really helpful and I think it's probably would be really helpful for like you and your wife to have these have like very set boundaries about like where work and personal life like end like begin and end with everything where it's like um you know for the last like I, I know like like test is a thing where you guys like uh no screens for the last hour of the night or whatever right mm-hmm. you guys are going to sleep mm-hmm. maybe it's like no you can't check emails or you can't do any work related thing for the last like three hours of the evening or something and you guys like once a week like watch a movie or like get a movie list like like anything that mm-hmm. is like like try to make like like touchstones of your week i think that are like important oh, moments for you really <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly we just no. lost we lost Kimberly we'll see if she comes back yeah, so, yeah. just so you know she's not staying silent she's gone yeah but, yeah yeah I think yeah. that is uh really important because mm-hmm. yeah of course their whole life is wrapped up in their mm-hmm. job and everything and if you can I mean it's probably hard running like a diner in a bar because I'm sure you're getting like late night yeah you know mm-hmm. stuff to have to deal with but if you can I think that's part of it too is maybe find making sure like can you afford to hire anybody who helps take any pressure off, whether it's mm-hmm. like a late night manager or things like that, where it's like you can maybe remove mm-hmm. yourself when you, you know, need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, just you- if that, that is going to cost money, but think of it not only as like a business expense, but like a quality of life expense. Mm-hmm. And like that's mm-hmm. going to be, you're going to be giving yourself like the priceless gift of time. I think if you can afford to do something like that. Yeah, I try to really think about like what is like the amount of money that my time is worth where it's like I like for me it's like it's like 50 bucks. It's like an hour or something like that where I'm like okay, I have an hour, this thing needs to happen. I could 
hire somebody else to just do this or or whatever for like fifty dollars, and I would get this hour to do something else that's more important or something like that. Like, like what is like what it like? Try to find like like a number or whatever that is like important to you or that would work for you to be like, okay, this is how much my hour is worth. Like my Mm -hmm. this day is like a four hundred dollar day or whatever it is to you. Like how. And like once I think once you monetize stuff and then you're like, oh, I'm going to pay somebody like a hundred bucks to come in and do this. Oh, my gosh. But for it's like a whole day or a half day or something. It's like, yeah, but that's like time that like you could invest back into yourself, you know, and obviously not everybody can do that or like can do it all the time. I mean, I'm not made of money or anything, but it's like there's moments where it's like, you know, like hire a housekeeper or something because I'm just like, I can't handle this. There's moments where you you sacrifice. Yeah, you decide to be like, this is worth me figuring it out to Mm -hmm. get it done. Hey, Kimberly. Sorry. you're. <laughs> oh no no she's oh she's frozen, frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very stoic look I, I, I know i was like man she's gonna have something real serious to say <laughs> <laughs> um any do we have any final any final thoughts on this on burnout on burnout i mean my last tip my other tip is uh what well, yeah um obviously caffeine <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh, but I've been like during the whole, I I mean, I've been reading a lot of fiction over the last like year and a half. I found that that is really nice because a, it's like, you're not looking at a screen and B it's kind of like a whole other world that isn't your Mm -hmm. life or anything even remotely close to it. So I found, I found that helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think like even visit, yeah, old favorite books, things that you, you know, Mm -hmm. haven't visited for a while. I found a lot of like comfort in I mean is on screens but you know watching old movies that I loved or like really I just watch like really bad reality tv like I hate it just for some reason that really de-stresses me like I can just totally like leave the bullshit I'm worrying about and watch fucking people working on a yacht anybody below deck (laughs) watching below deck (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's so dumb but like it really helps me and since it's something that me and my partner do it's like the way that we like hang out together you know so like we were saying i think finding stuff together that you can like kind of have fun mm-hmm. with too is and, I, and I think like setting an appointment and like sticking to it and making it a priority like is 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 really important like if you can schedule time for a contractor you can schedule time for your partner mm-hmm. you know and it's like sticking to that kind of stuff and you, you know even because then even if it's like it's like oh, fuck it I like I just want to like go to sleep early with you tonight or something like that it's like then at least you're like you're still showing that it's like a priority or something you know I think it's that that kind yeah of I think definitely try it because because your schedules might be wild since you mm-hmm. do own, you know, like a, a business like that. But try to like make sure, yeah, you're going to bed together, like at least a few mm-hmm. nights a week. Because I think that that can really like fuck up your, you know, mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, exactly. Or have like a morning routine or, or, or something. Have like a thing that is like like a like a sacred tradition or something that's just for you. It's like I know like my friends like uh, Lewis and Lindsay every morning they do they have like a very specific breakfast that like like he makes a coffee and like she make she makes like these like little yogurt parfaits for them every morning. And that's Aww, just like what that's happens. Cute. And once yeah, that and like cute. that's just they're both in charge of this one part of breakfast and that's the first half of their day. That's the first like half hour of their day and then they go on and they do whatever else happens from there. But like that kind of thing that's like yours I think is important to hold on to. Yeah. Thanks for calling. The, I mean, you got this. It's just it's just about riding the roller coaster, too. That's what this like mm-hmm. being your own. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur and following your goals. Mm-hmm. It's like it's exhausting. fucking hard. It's, it's really yeah. fucking exhausting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. And like make sure to be able to take breaks like when you when you can like you know i mean like it's if you guys have to shut down on a Monday every once in a while just to say fuck it we got to get it out of town and we have to shut down for a Monday it's not the end of the world like you're building mm-hmm. a great place that people love and their one day off is not going to mean that you lose all of your business and just have to start over from everything else again like it's like you're you're building a great place that like people will be there for you for you got this well that's our show kimberly thanks for uh hanging out with us thank you for having me it's so good to see you ladies i haven't seen you in a you, you long too. time I know. I know. Hopefully we see you soon at shows and stuff. If they start again, I don't know. I'm so scared I, with everything. They started. Yeah. Are you guys not, are you guys not doing shows indoors? 
I mean, we are. I don't know what happened this weekend. I'm out of town, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. But it's just like, who knows? Because the mask stuff's coming back and I don't want to endanger anybody. So I'm just trying to like play it safe. But. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm the same. I mean, I'm doing a lot of outdoor shows, but, you know, I've done a couple yeah. of indoor ones, but I have my mask on and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but I don't yeah. care. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I I, hopefully the outdoor show the outdoor show trend keeps going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Kimberly, Uh, where can everybody find you on the internet? Oh, yes. Uh, My socials is Kimberly Clark Comedy. You can uh, find me on IG, Twitter, although my Twitter is different, but my IG will connect you to my Twitter. It it sounds confusing, but it's not. (laughs) So find Kimberly on Instagram and then you'll see all of the other stuff. And um, yeah, again, check out check her out on her episode of They Ready on Netflix and thank you so much for doing the show. It's so good to to see thank you. Thank you. Yes. You too. I hope to see you guys soon in person. <laughs> yeah, same. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys have All a good right. week. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Three, two, three, six, but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, my name is Tess also originally a Teresa and I just had to call 3236-30 to tell Tess that I 100% agree with my feelings about my government name versus my nickname. If anybody who I knew from my childhood calls me Teresa, that is acceptable. But if anyone else calls me by my government name, it like angers me. Uh, and yeah, I just had to call. I'm sitting, I'm a Texas teacher sitting here getting ready to walk into my first day of summer school. Ah! And I just had to call. So thanks, y'all. Love you. The whole time? The whole time? The whole time? We have to go. We have to go now. We're leaving. Everybody, we're leaving.